We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. Hi, I'm Yui Shu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Do you have a burning dating question? Always. (laughs) There are many ways to finish that phrase. And aren't you so glad we said burning dating question? (laughs) When you were saying burning, I'm like, where is she going with this? (laughs) Burning sensation when you think about dating. But you do, right? Everyone has a burning dating question. And we have burning dating answers for you here on Brunch Talk, brought to you by Dateable Podcast. We answer your burning (laughs) dating questions and we answer in the order of how you submit them. Yes. We'll do this reminder at the beginning of this episode. If you submit your question in the form of a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll push you up to the front of the queue like we're going to do for today's question. And also, just to throw it in here, we will be taking our season break in a couple weeks. Mm. So you definitely want to get it in now. No pressure. You need to submit to us ASAP. But of course, if we aren't doing a brunch talk, we're on the little break, we'll bump you up to the queue for next time when we resume. So either way, 
Get it in. Whether it's burning or not, just get it in. It'll feel good. <laughs> it's all you need to think about today. <laughs> yeah, enough of that. Here's the burning dating question that we've pushed up to the front of the queue. Can a long-term relationship work if you don't eventually cohabitate? Yes. And this was a great one that we got in an Apple podcast review. So thank you, a dateable listener. Great username. I love that you probably made this username just to ask this question. I swear this is not coming from you, and I. <laughs> this is great, definitely great a listener, <laughs> a dateable listener. Love, love, love. Five stars. We also love that. So more details is I'm in a great, healthy relationship with my partner. I love them and can see myself being with them for a long time, but I don't feel the need need slash want to move in with them, at least for now. They feel the same way too. We're both people that need more personal space. So right now this feels right. I also live with my kid 50% of the time co-parenting. So I really treasure my alone time. But I can't help but wonder if there's something we're avoiding. Is this something that's sustainable to build a relationship for the long haul? I'm really obsessed with this question because it's flipping your traditional dating timeline on its head. And it's making us question, is it necessary to move in with your partner? For so long, that's just the next step you take. You get in a relationship, you move in together. That's like what solidifies your relationship. But I like this question because I think, again, it goes back to what works for you and your partner. I completely treasure my alone time, too. I also very much treasure my own space. I love having my own space. So I can also see a scenario where two people live in separate spaces and you just kind of take turns on where you spend your time together. So ultimately, I think it's really up to you and your partner of what works for you. And just forget about what's worked for other people. If it works for you, it's sustainable. If it doesn't work for you, it's not sustainable. I think the real key here is that you're both on the same page. Yeah. When one person wants something and the other doesn't, that's when you need to look at the situation and address what's right for you. So if you're at this place that you're feeling like moving in is not the right step, just keep going with it, knowing that that might change. And that's okay, too. As long as you're progressing in other ways and building together, you don't need to be concerned. It's not the only way to move forward. That being said, I think ultimately, Ultimately, you have to do what's right for you. I know for me, I needed to do that. Like that was a step I needed to take was to build my life with someone by living with them. It was very important to me. I don't think it's the only way, but I knew for me it mm-hmm. was a need that I had. And that's a need that you will have to express to your partner. And I also get that people will view this differently based on their stage in dating. Yes. I think you have a kid. You have a 50% right. time with your kid. I understand how you view your space is a little different than someone without a kid. I also used to think living with your partner was the only way to build a relationship. I now don't necessarily believe that, especially as we get into relationships later in life where you may have separate assets, you've already created a life outside of this person. You can still merge a life without merging physical spaces. There is a way to do it. We've done an episode with a co-parenting family where they bought two condos that were next door to each other and they built a door in between so the kids can go back and forth. But they both had two separate spaces. I can also see a family living like that too, right? You have Mm -hmm. your space, their space, and kind of like a communal space. My fantasy, Julie, though, is to have a compound where all my friends live 
and everybody's there with their partners, whatnot. And then you just have a big communal space for That'd be amazing. shared meals and entertainment. <laughs> and then you go back to your own rooms for sleeping. That's it. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're big proponents of you create the love life that works for you. You design it. It's all up to you to figure out what that is. There is no one right way to have a relationship. In fact, what does relationship even mean? That's for you to define Mm -hmm. and figure out. For some people, it is interconnectedness, that you're doing every bit of your life together, and that's what they want out of a relationship. I think I fall into that camp more. Some people are more independent. I'll bring back one of our guests, Kim Nichols that we had about committed, not attached. Mm -hmm. They were five years into their relationship, didn't live together, and were very independent. It worked for them. So ultimately, it's what works for you and your partner. Yep. It only becomes a problem when you're not on the same page or how do you get on the same page by figuring out the steps it takes to compromise and to make those decisions together. And this calls for a conversation of envisioning what your relationship looks like with your partner. Mm -hmm. Like when you talk about the future, it's good to sit down and say, what do you envision? Like when we wake up in the morning, am I right next to you? Are we doing the whole day together? Are we spending every morning together getting coffee? Or do you envision a world where I can realistically see this is during the weekday, we're separate and then we spend the whole weekend together and that's how we continue until it doesn't work like that anymore. Mm -hmm. There's also, I know couples that do the traveling thing. They go from one person's place to the other. You just never combine into one household, but you still live as one household in these individual spaces. So many different ways. Yeah, I think so much is your life stage too. Like you said, UA, it's like when you have a child living with you in a family that way, it's very different than if this is kind of your first time around. And even if you don't have a child, but you've been married and divorced, or you've been through longer term relationships, you may choose to do it a less traditional way. Yeah. And I think that's all comes from experience. So if you feel like I want to live with someone and I want Mm -hmm. to move in that direction, do it. And then maybe you realize that is what you want, or you realize actually in my next relationship, I do want to be more independent. The beauty is that you get to decide. A lot of this is situational too. I've lived with three partners now, and the first two where everyone was renting. So someone's lease is always up. Mm -hmm. And then when someone's lease is up, that question pops up like, oh, maybe we should just move it together. Or when you live in an expensive city like New York, my partner and I live together so we could get a bigger place together. And it made sense logistically to do that and financially. My last partner and I, we both owned our individual places. So I almost felt like there was no external factor pushing us to live together. We made the conscious decision to do so. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like, oh, we have to do it out of logistical or financial reasons. And those are like really beautiful moments because you can choose one way or the other. And so when you make these decisions to move in together, think about it. What is the factor that's pushing us in one way or the other? And is this a conscious decision that I'm making? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is different too. So many people, there actually are studies about 
divorce rates of people that live together first mm-hmm. versus not. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. So I saw a really good, I think it was on TikTok. So this is going to discredit me a little. <laughs> but it was very interesting, though, because the person that looked at into this study showed that the people that just fell into living together, kind of like what you were just saying, our lease is up, should we save money? Mm-hmm. That's when the divorce rate was higher. Mm. But it, the people that consciously made the call to be like, okay, we're ready to progress our relationship. Moving in is the next step. Those people actually fared better. So just lumping everyone into moving in together doesn't always tell the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important to think about too, is if you're not feeling ready right now, and you're both on the same page, just go with it. Yeah. And be open to the change. I don't think it discredits the longevity of your relationship. And if you make the decision to either live together or not live together, I think the bigger thing is that you're making a conscious decision. Yes. That's the most important part. And are you making this decision for yourself or are you making this decision because it feels like everybody else does it? It feels like this should be something we do. Well, what everybody else does may not work for you. And that is okay. We have to come to terms with that. I would love to know from you, Julie, because my mom is very traditional when it comes to this kind of stuff. She's very open-minded in some other facets of relationships, but she's like, don't move in together. Why give away? the goods (laughs) before a commitment is made. She's always been very strong in that stance. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more of a traditional point of view. Mm -hmm. I think in today's world, that doesn't always hold up as much. And I think the adjustment to marriage sometimes isn't as big as it once was because you've basically been doing this life together already. Personally, I felt very strongly about wanting to live with my partner first because I do think it's a way to take your relationship to the next level. It's not the only way to take your relationship to the next level. But it is being more of a unit, figuring out finances, doing the stuff that brings you together. I want to see how that all goes. And it's not that I'm seeing as like a test to my partner, but I do think for both people, it's like a lot easier to end something in that case than when you're married. Ideally, it's just like this is the one step that we take before getting married. It's not like something goes wrong. Ideally, just everything goes the way it is. And I think if you've built up your relationship enough, then that's going to be an easier transition too. For me, like I feel like doing this before signing paperwork and legality is just makes it one step easier. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I do think you need to take it for a test drive first. Yeah. Of course, there are going to be certain things that are going to be annoying to you. Your partner is going to have habits that you're not going to love. Those are things that you can like overcome. But if there are major issues in living together, like how you look at money and finances, that's a big one. How you view contributions to the household. If you have major disparities then it may not work for the long term. So you kind of want to just take it for a test drive. My mom also comes from a generation where they all went from living with their parents to living with their husband or their wife, right? Yeah. So there was no period of independence in between, but Mm -hmm. all of us now have a period of independence and then make that leap to Mm. moving in with someone. So there's like a different stage there too. For her, 
getting married was an escape from her parents, you know, to get out of her yeah, parents' it's house. Different. We don't need that anymore. I want to go into this even more, but before we do, let's take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, <laughs> wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
the word test drive, I'm like, I know I said it, but I'm not sure if I love it. I think for me, it's more of (laughs) a way to just keep progressing and taking those steps together. Some people might be fine just going from dating to married right away. I think we all operate different of how much change is good at a time. Slow and steady sometimes can be better for certain people. It's less adjustment to take in. So for our listener that wrote in about moving in together, like maybe this isn't a step you need. Maybe you're in a world where it's okay and actually preferable to live these separate lives. And then maybe you get married again and then do it. Or maybe you just always kind of live more separate lives. Again, it's all about what works for you. But we got another question and I'm kind of like going to tack it on a little because it's in the same realm. Like, how do you know it's the right time to move in together. Do you have any thoughts on that, UA? Like outside of like the lease expiring and you want to save money, like more of the conscious decision. I think it goes to what you're saying is this feels like a natural progression of the relationship, right? Maybe we're not ready to get married or get engaged, but we're willing to take this next step. And what does that next step look like? For some people, it is coming together and living together. But this step doesn't have to happen chronologically. It could happen mm-hmm. after you get married that you decide to do this. Yeah, There's just like so many different ways you can figure out the timelines. My friend has been dating someone with two kids and they live in cities that are about an hour apart. So in the beginning, they were living separately and spending weekends together. And then he actually moved in with her Mm -hmm. and figure out the kids situation, dropping them off at school, that kind of thing from living at her place. And then that worked until it didn't. So then she is now moving into his place mm-hmm. and then they're going to figure that out. I'm just like, this is great because they're just yeah. trying to figure out a configuration that works. And maybe it's a little bit backwards according to the traditional timeline of things. But again, you do you. And if that works for you, that's very sustainable. I think ultimately that is the key is you need to do what feels authentic to you. You shouldn't move in with someone, especially if both of you are on the same page and you're only doing it because you heard that's a way to progress a relationship. Yeah. That you don't need to do it. And if you're the one like me that felt really strongly that this is a way to build a foundation, see how we like work more as a unit, then do that too. Like it's ultimately listening to your own needs and working with your partner. Let's brainstorm some ways because I'm sure some of you are asking, okay, I want to take my relationship to the next level. We're not ready for engagement. We're not looking to move in. What are some other ways? to progress the relationship. I think one way is spending more focused time together. Mm -hmm. Like I think spending weekends together could be that next commitment level. It's like, yes, you get my weekends. Yeah, I mean, I think even before my partner and I lived together, we were basically living together when we still had separate residences, but Mm -hmm. we were spending six out of seven days together. So yes, increasing time. Mm -hmm. Also, other ways, being in more like family gatherings together, Mm -hmm. going on trips with family, like anything that integrates you more into that family in some way, that's a big step in my opinion. I also love carving out a space for your partner at your place. Like they get a little corner in the closet, they get their own drawer, maybe they get like their own piece of furniture. So they always feel welcome there, even though they don't live there. Right? Yeah. It doesn't need to be like you're inviting this person over. 
I think in the past, like when I've invited partners over, like I would still be the one cooking or I'd still be doing stuff because I felt like they were uh-huh. coming into my home. But before my partner and I lived together, like he would just cook. Oh, a guest. Like it was like he just made himself at home. So I think mm-hmm. opening that up and that might have to be a conversation because it is hard to just be like, should I just like start making stuff <laughs> or should I be like more respectful of this person's home? Like you need to figure that out with your partner. But anything that can just bring them in and make them feel like they're kind of welcome and that they are able to be how they want to be in your space is a good step forward. Whatever feels good to you, whatever feels good to you. What happens if there's a discrepancy in how you view this? Like in this question, yeah. what happens if she's like, I don't want to move in? And he's like, the only way to move our relationship forward is to cohabitate. What do you do in that situation? I mean, you have to go to couples therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you could have that want, both of you. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be today that either goes. It just needs to eventually be that the person, we should just do a whole episode on this because I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. And Dr. Alexandra Solomon actually would be a great guest for us because I listened to her podcast on this and it was super helpful. Like she talks about how it's not like one person's right or wrong in this scenario. Mm -hmm. The faster paced person and then the slower paced person, you're just on different paces and it's a pace discrepancy. Mm -hmm. I think that's different than if one person feels strongly about never doing it right and the other person wants to so that i would probably tease that apart first like are you just never open to it or are you just not there yet and if you're just not there yet i think you could work with your partner clearly there'll have to be a point that something happens to move it forward if one person wants to but if you're just so on different pages that's good to know and to think about like is this actually a deal breaker or not yeah that applies to everything in a relationship the kids question the marriage question yeah you know all of it are you super binary in your answer that it's either a never or if it's a maybe or i'm open to it there's always you can always find a way to Mm -hmm. collaborate on that so yeah you do you (laughs) what else can we say right i think it really comes down to knowing yourself knowing what you want and being able to stand up for that ultimately. Yeah. Best of luck out there. Whatever you're doing, (laughs) if you're moving in, if you're choosing not to move in, you got to do what works for you. Thank you for that question. Thank you for writing it in the body of your Apple podcast review. Very helpful. Another reminder for all of you, if you want your question to be pushed up to the top of the queue, write us a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars, (laughs) and then your question goes in the body of the review and we'll push it up right to the front of the queue. If you're not in a rush, I guess you can just always email us. Hello at datablepodcast.com. Yeah. Or you can DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast. And if you really have a burning question like our listener today, you can just make up an Apple Podcast username oh, right. that says like a datable lover. <gasps> the hacks. <laughs> that made my day. What a great hack. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week for another brunch talk. 
Bye. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.